Hello and welcome to Voices of District 303, a periodic podcast to celebrate the people and programs of St. Charles, Illinois Community Unit School District 303. I'm Dr. Jason Pearson and I have the honor of serving as Superintendent of Schools and today I will be your host. Welcome to our first broadcast of Voices of District 303 for the 2021-22 school year. We are so excited to be back, and we, I could not think of a better program for us to talk about today than our Empower program. Empower is new to District 303 for this school year, and actually... It was started several years ago um, in the planning process, and we were actually hoping to implement it in our schools last year um, when we all had to make some changes to the elementary schedule due to COVID. And so we are really happy to actually have it happening in our schools this year. And I know um, that our guests today are going to be able to tell some stories about how it really is already uh, becoming one of the favorite opportunities for our elementary learners in our elementary schools. So um, I am excited today to have with me three guests from the district. And so I'm going to let them actually go around and introduce themselves um, as we begin. My name is Sarah Kand, and I am the Assistant Director of Instruction, and I work with the building principals to oversee the EMPOWER program. My name is Tanya Hernandez, and I am the EMPOWER teacher over at Anderson. And my name is Lauren Schaff, and I am the Empower Teacher over at Fearson Creek. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm, I really am looking forward to talking about our program. And I think really the place to start today would be at the very beginning, right? I know, Tanya, you and Lauren were both um, a part of the planning process early on uh, when we first started talking about emp Empower. So let's, let's rewind all the way back uh, to the very beginning. And can you tell us a little bit about kind of what is the process that we went through, first of all, to decide that this is is what we wanted for students in our district. But, and, but then how did we start to plan um, what Empower would look like? With the extension of the elementary school day, we started with surveying community members, staff, and students, and really trying to get a grasp of what elementary students and parents and families wanted to see added to their day. One of the major components of the think tank was analyzing those survey results and looking at what parents and students and teachers felt like needed to be added to enhance the elementary experience in D303. So that was really one of the main starting points that kind of launched into the guiding principles that we use today in the Empower program. And I'll add too that it was just wonderful to have our community members and teachers and administrators come together and really discuss and have really strong conversations about what we wanted our elementary day to look like. After that, those conversations started, I know I was able and very lucky to be able to spend time on the committees really starting to come up with what is Empower gonna look like in our elementary school day? What are our modules gonna look like? Why do we think they're important? And how do they align to those competencies that we decided were super important for our students? Well, and I think that's a really good uh, transition because I, you did develop some competency standards uh, for Empower. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? 
I can speak to a few of them. Um, there, the one that I really feel that we felt as elementary students was so important was that problem solving and flexibility. The students just being able to look at different ideas and say, what is the problem here and how can I solve it on my own without a ton of teacher direction? Where a lot of our older elementary students are really looking for the teacher to say, what is, what do you want us to do here? Where when we start to kind of give them a little bit more leeway, they're able to come up with a problem on their own and see it and be able to come up with some solutions that are unique to just their own thinking and their partner's thinking. And it's just been wonderful to watch the students be, be very organic with their ideas. I would say to add on to that as well, being a classroom teacher for 10 plus years prior to this new role, I'm familiar with students as they interact and at times as they struggle to interact. So communication and decision-making as well as being adaptable and planning and organizing ideas are other really critical components that the Empower program is helping to enhance, which then bleeds through into the classroom teacher with their experiences with students as well. The competencies, what's unique about them is when they were surveyed, we have them in priority order. And so we, the top priority that the community and uh, teachers and administration agreed was the top priority was problem solving. And so that does play a huge part um, in the uh, Empower modules. And then it goes down to communication, teamwork, critical thinking, decision-making, and on. And those come from our um, top 10 cross-sector essential employability competency statements. So we are really preparing these students, not just for inside of the classroom, but to carry these um, skills outside of the classroom um, and into the playground, into, um, you know, at home and uh, through, throughout the rest of their school day. You know, it's interesting because um, we spend a lot of time at the high school talking about these kind of career and life competencies that we hope that students will acquire. And uh, particularly in some of our um, programs that are more personalized and provide kind of more authentic learning experiences, often students and staff members reflect on how these are the skills that students are building that really match with what employers are looking for when students leave our district and either enter uh, post-secondary education experiences or uh, the world of work um, and how nicely they're aligned. And, and I think it's great that we've now pulled this down um, into our elementary classrooms not that we didn't do these things in our classrooms before, but we've intentionally planned for it and we've allocated some time to really help focus on the skill develop on the skill development uh, using the competency standards. Um, I, I'm wondering too, you know, this is very much a module-based program. So there's a bunch of different modules that give students different kinds of experiences. Can we talk a little bit about the modules? What are they and how are they developed? Um, I'll share a few of them that I'm super excited about. Our first module that we are going to be starting implementing just next week is our get out and play module. And this one was very intentional because we were starting to see students going out on the playground, having a hard time finding things to do. And parents may have even found it in their own homes where their child wants to go out and play, but they don't know how to go out and play. They don't know how to 
be creative and grab a ball and think of different games that they can play with their neighbors or their friends. So this module is just so important, especially now that the weather is you know, still warm, that we get an opportunity for our students to discover some games that they may never have been exposed to in their own lives, but then even take those games and make modifications to them and make games that are, are of their own doing. And we are super excited to take them through the process of doing that, creating it. And then of course, being able to share it not only with their classmates, but even younger students that they can you know, share with on the playground. I'll say one that I'm particularly excited about is called Make It to the End. And it is all about Rube Goldberg. And he is one of the main inventors that created this elaborate tool to do a simple job. Make it to the end is all about these machines and the ability for a machine to do a complex job, something simple in a complex way. Make it move and make it to the end both have similar things dealing with building and the problem solving involved in that. One of the things I think that's really important it, um, to understand about the program is the authentic learning that takes place within it. Um, and another module that kind of really resembles that authentic learning is the Make a Difference module. Um, and in that experience, the students really have an, an opportunity to make a difference in their community. So they're going, in this one, they'll, they'll have, again, the student voice and choice is also really authentic in all of these modules. So they will work together to brainstorm a problem or an issue in their greater community, uh, in their school, or in their classroom. And then from there, they're going to need to decide, you know, as a team, which is the best way to tackle that problem and maybe find a solution. And then whatever the issue is, then they'll respond to that. Um, and then they'll work on a way to communicate with others um, and then, you know, launch that process out and um, really understand how to best I solved that problem together. Another one that I'm super excited about, and actually it's kind of the dark horse that's coming about it with these, these students as we've been introducing them to the modules, is our show it off module. We have purchased many different types of you know, play toys and foods and cash registers and little hats and things like that. And our first through fifth graders have loved it. They are pre playing pretending like they're making YouTube videos. The fifth graders are using the food from the restaurant module and just going ahead and creating and making little videos that they are super excited to share, just like the YouTube videos that they watch at home. So they're really making that connection. Um, and I hope that they make that connection to their classrooms too, that, oh, look, it's so easy to make a video. Why can't we make a video about, you know, our content in social studies, our content in science and how easy it is to do that. So I know that one of the key components or, or approaches to empower is this idea of the launch cycle. Um, can you talk a little bit about the launch cycle? What is that and what does it mean in our empower program? We have the opportunity during some summer learning to actually have a Zoom meeting with Dr. John Spencer, which was through the Kane Regional Office of Education. And Dr. John Spencer created this launch cycle as a way for students from grades kindergarten through 12th to be able to have authentic learning experiences and to go through a cycle of creativity and understanding of a problem. So some of the main components of the launch cycle are that they start by having this look, listen, and learn. 
So students need to have some type of schema and to recognize what the basis of a module in this case is. So we build schema through them looking at materials, listening to professionals in a field, or learning about different components that will be in a module. Following that, they're asking tons of questions. So the students have an opportunity to wonder and to create it with the premise that they're asking questions they wanna learn more about. After they understand a little bit more about the process or the problem that may have been identified through their question asking, they're navigating those ideas. So during this step, the students are using some of those competencies to problem solve, communicate, collaborate, and to try and figure out what type of product they might want to create from the learning that they're taking place in. They then create a prototype. So if we're talking make it to the end, maybe they're creating a machine that has a pulley cycle, and then they are having a ramp that leads to the dinosaur that falls into the bucket. So they're creating this prototype. And through that, they're failing. And your children may be failing over and over again while they're creating that prototype, but that's where all the competencies come into play. They're learning how to solve problems. They're communicating and collaborating to get over all of those issues that come with creating something new. Eventually, they highlight and fix through with the help of others, and then they are able to launch, which is where the launch cycle gets its name. They're going to be launching on Schoology platform this year. And then they're also launching authentically to the audience that is in the classroom space. And I also want to add into the launch cycle is very similar to many launch cycle or other cycles that we follow in our district. Example, the writer's workshop cycle. There's a very close connection with going back and making changes and looking at it, sharing with an audience and, and making those changes based on what you got, what feedback you got. We also, when we think about connecting with PLTW, our engineering design process and also thinking about our scientific process. It's process. It all follows that cycle that our students are familiar with. So when I've been introducing that launch cycle to my students over these past two weeks, they've they've seen lots of connections there. They've done this before. So that's has been a wonderful transition for them in Empower. Something to keep in mind is that this is a flexible process. Some students may be in a different part of the launch cycle than other students. And so we kind of make sure that they're aware that it's okay that you are still at the question process and um, somebody else is understanding the process or problem. We've been in school a little over a week, and I will say that I've been in every single one of our elementary schools since we started. And inevitably, Within the first few minutes of me being in the building, Empower comes up as a topic. And if, if Empower is happening at that particular moment, somebody wants me to go and see and visit the classroom. Um, so, you know, I know that it's a unique um, program that really is creating some energy uh, with our students and staff members. And I'm wondering if maybe we could paint a little bit of a picture for our listeners of what Empower looks like. If I was to walk into the classroom, what would I see? Um, what's going on? And, and, and what does that experience look like for our students. I definitely believe very strongly that the Empower Classroom is embedded with student agency, and that is voice and choice. I like to describe the Empower Classroom in a sense as joyful noise. 
there's a lot going on. It's busy. It's bustling. There are students that are joining a team and then trying to explore something independently. There's a variety of activities going on. I know that we spent some time previewing a few of the modules that each grade level would have a deeper view of later on as the year progresses. And they're building, creating, they're communicating and talking about what they're learning. They're so excited. And then the teacher comes back to get them and it's, it's time, you know, I can't believe 40 minutes can go that quickly. So that's just a little view into what I've experienced thus far with Empower. Yes, I definitely have to agree that the joyful noise is a great way to say that. And I just see students excited. They're communicating with each other. They're using their ideas. They're encouraging each other. And we, and we talk about that a lot too, and how you can say kind things and encouraging things. Mm -hmm. And we even bring in some of those SEL, you know, problem solving ideas that have been use are very useful and empower and throughout their school day, even on the playground or when they're at home. So that's been a really wonderful connection that we've had with the SEL standards and just being able to show like that communication in, in empower as well. When I've been in just a couple of um, classrooms and there are so many materials that so many fun materials that the classrooms get to experience. And since we're so new into the program, a lot of the classrooms have just been uh, experiencing some of the fun tools like Coda Pillars and board games and Picasso tiles and all sorts of things that are just, when, it, when the students look at them, they think these are fun. These aren't school, these are for fun. You know, when I was, um, in a classroom today, I said, well, what are you, what are you thinking about in power? They said, it's the best. It's so fun. <laughs> I received some letters today from some students at Munn Hall who are just expressing that they are just so thankful um, to have Empower. I have a student that says, thanks for making Empower a thing. It's my new favorite class. Thank you so much for supporting Empower. It gives us something awesome to look forward to every week. Thank you. You fought to make us happy and learn new knowledge and you deserve an award. So they are very excited for the things that are up and coming in Empower. Um, and I think that, that it's an exciting new program. The enthusiasm that you just expressed in those notes, Sarah, I know kids are going home and telling their parents. I would be really surprised if, any, if there are any parents in our entire school district that, that has not yet heard uh, from their, their children about Empower, uh, because I do know that it is creating quite um, a high level of energy with our students. So um, clearly we've, what's been designed is something that they find to be appealing and, and of interest. So um, that is really exciting. So what I'm wondering is, you know, how do we help parents um, know about what's happening in Empower? How can parents be connected to what their kids are doing um, in the Empower classroom? So I think that we, of course, want parents asking their child, what, what have you done in Empower this week? Especially because they are so lucky to get to visit us for 
two times a week for 40 minutes each. We, our job as empowered teachers is really to communicate with our parents. How is it looking? What are some things your child is doing? What, what questions can you ask your child about empower just as if you would do in their regular classroom? So that is a big goal for us as empowered teachers is to get that communication. And I know we are excited to use Schoology as that avenue to communicate, but we're also, you know, wanting to you know, reach out to our community members as well. We want to make those connections with the St. Charles Public Library. We want to make connections with the Park District district and see what other ways that we can branch out of just our classrooms and, and be in the community. And that's how we want our parents to see us as not just a class in our in their child's building, but a community entity that is super important for their elementary student. One of the ways also is the initiative and self-drive and accountability. And one of the really important things that we're doing is recording the learning process. And so the students are going to be ownership of recording the learning process. But the great thing about um, Empower is that the students have some ownership of what that learning process looks like. So you may think that, uh, to give you an example, some students, the way they organize is different than others. So some, some students think like, um, like a planner to organize. I need my things written down in a planner. Well, that might not work for everybody. That's similar to the learning pro process. How one student learns it might not be the way another student learns. And so we have different ways that we are, that the students are um, able to record their learning process. So we have different options that the students have across the district to record that learning process. It could be that they are recording things in a notebook. It could be that they are using PLTW style launch logs. It could be that their teacher has a digital interactive notebook. It could be that they're uh, recording audio. Um, several different ways that they're doing this um, recording of the learning process. And then eventually, once we help train the students, those are things that the parents will start to see uploaded to Schoology. But it is going to be a training process as we kind of make that way to um, uh, a Schoology. But that is the goal uh, that, that we will be working with the students. And you keep talking about Schoology, which is our learning management system uh, that we are using in, across the district. And I know parents will start to see more and more work uh, posted there, not just in Empower, but it could be from other classes and subjects as well across the district. So with this being our very first year with Empower, I mean, clearly we're just at the beginning. Um, what do you think are our next steps? How do you think Empower is going to grow throughout this year and beyond? I think that Tanya had a great point with having community involvement and having the ability for our students to truly impact others in a positive way. I always have future ready skills in mind because the kindergartners in my classroom may have careers that I have never heard of and they may grow through education and have these new jobs that I don't even know exist yet because the technology isn't even there. So when I think about our next steps, it's preparing them to have the mindset to tackle anything and preparing our students to just attack problems and communicate effectively. So I see Empower's next steps as continuing to grow students and their ability to really notice that anything is possible for them. 
this year is very much a building year. We have a lot of tools that we want to introduce our students to and really get comfortable with ourselves. And we even want to see where these students can take this on their own. For example, that kindergartner that we're talking about, how will their Empower experience look as a fifth grader? They have many years to discover, and we want them to look at these different types of coding tools and video production tools and say, wow, how can I take this outside of just my Empower Day and maybe bring it to my classroom or bring it to my home or bring it to my community? So we're excited to see where it's going to go, because I do think every year is going to look very different for our Empower students. We're in, which is super exciting for us. Well, would you believe that just like an Empower session or class time, we are running out of time. It's hard to believe that so quickly um, our conversation has to come to an end. I'm just wondering if any of you have any uh, closing thoughts or comments for our listeners before we go. Well, I do just want to say to the community, we are so excited about Empower. This is something that we have really taken from a very tiny seed. I know a lot of people have come up with little maker spaces at their LRCs or as an after-school class, and it is just like almost tearful for me to watch it turn into a class that is affecting every single student in D3, elementary student in D303. So thank you to everyone that has made this possibility. I would echo that sentiment. Thank you to the community for your support. Thank you for your trust that we are doing everything in our power to increase your child's ability to problem solve, collaborate, and to really look at everything they're capable of, and then some. And this is a brand new program, so there will be bumps in the road. There will be opportunity for growth, but we have some amazingly talented educators that are paving the path and we're leading the way with this brand new competency-based program. And I think this is going to be um, an amazing place for students to experience their interests. And I'm really excited where this is going to go. Sarah, Lauren, and Tanya, thank you so much for joining me today and for talking about Empower. I am just predicting the future here, and I'm going to guess that we will have another conversation. I'm quite certain about Empower in the future, and I can't wait uh, to have a chance to maybe talk more about um, some specific student experiences or maybe some of the products that they've created, or perhaps we can come back and talk more in depth about one of the modules. Um, And so I look forward to that opportunity, and I want to thank you for joining me today to introduce um, our District 303 community to our Empower program. Thanks so much and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.